Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamualaikum Harris. Waalaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, bro? I'm good, alhamdulillah. How about yourself, man? Good, 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 alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Yeah, long time, man. I haven't seen you. It's been um, a while, yeah. yeah. I mean, I see you at the restaurant from time to time. Yeah, but... Uh, since we've sat down, it's yeah, been a while, I think uh, last time we I think we had a legit conversation was 2019, you know, that eight, <laughs> It's that been eight, a while. Yeah, yeah, the eight barbecue party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been tough, you know, tough year, tough two years, you know, with the pandemic yeah, and all that. For sure. How, how you been? Alhamdulillah, man. Everything's good. good. Just, you know, life yeah. and school and everything. Yeah. But, uh, you know, alhamdulillah, we're moving on. How about yeah. yourself? Good, good. Alhamdulillah, you know, school, podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there, inshallah. Um, yeah, so last week we had Khalid Hicks. Oh, no, last time we had Khalid Hicks on. And, uh, you know, he gave a little introduction. So, mashallah, I know Harris for a long time. So, I guess the viewers don't know who you are or whoever you know, who, who don't know who you are. So, trying to give a little introduction. Sure. Um, well, like you said, um, we've known each other for a while. Uh, I grew up right here in Montreal. I've uh, been coming to the Masjid ever since I can remember, really. You know, you and your dad have been a huge part of our lives. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I went to school, high school, at the same place as you did, Antoine Brassard. Represent, <laughs> represent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I went to Cégep at uh, Champlain College. And now uh, I'm doing uh, electrical engineering at Concordia University. Oh, and uh, I'm in my last year, inshallah. So inshallah. one more year to go. It's a long road, man. Yeah, but chasing that ring, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I won my ring, man. Yeah, I won my ring. Inshallah, inshallah. <laughs> so like, uh, like you said, you went to Champlain. Uh, a, lot of them, a lot of people know that, you know, I, I hope they do. Uh, you were the MSA uh, president at, uh, at uh, Champlain. So well, like, you know, uh, mashallah, you know, uh, every time... Um, um, I, when I was, you know, far, farther away from the dean, uh, my dad was like, you know, uh, Harris always comes to the mosque, you know, <laughs> this guy comes with his brother, you should go too. And I was like, yo, Harris, man, your dad, think, what about that guy, this guy, you know, I always, you know, give, give other examples. But mashallah, you know, I looked up to you, you know, I was like, as, you know, like how you did um, as a leader at Champlain, you know, uh, as an MSA president. So what made you, you know... Uh, you know, be part of, you know, again, you could have just went to school, do your stuff, and that's it, go back home, study what made you, you know, again, be part of an organization that represents you, like, as a Muslim, and also, you know, that helping out, you know, others for sure, like, in, high, in college, people really, you know, tend to find themselves, yeah. and I'm pretty sure, mashallah, you, you, you helped people, for sure, so what made you do that? Oh, I mean, first of all, uh, alhamdulillah, thanks for all the compliments, <laughs> man, it's probably more than what I deserve, but... Yeah. <clears throat> To be honest, um, growing up, uh, like your co-host, Noman, mm. um, people, well, I mean, like the, the older brothers, the guys who are a few, older than, uh, a few years older than we are, they were uh, an inspiration for me. Um, those are guys that went to the MSA. I heard stories. And I have my uncle who, uh, who grew up here, and he was part of the MSA at oh. uh, Concordia. And then when I got into Chaplain, you know, he told me mm. there was an MSA there, too. Mm-hmm. And then um, about high school is when I started to get a bit more interested in, 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 in the deen and yeah. Islam. <clears throat> and then as I went to Champlain, um, on my first day, uh, where there's the orientation and everything, yeah. I, uh, there's a table for the MSA there. Yeah. And um, I went up there, and there, uh, there's a sister there, and I asked her, like, you know, what does the MSA do? And about Juma and everything. And uh, she told me, oh, you know, the MSA is there to help Muslim students and they have fundraisers, uh, different projects like that around, around the college. And uh, there's a Juma every week and the details will be announced later on. Yeah. And a couple, I think like a week passed by at school. Mm-hmm. 
and then there was still no information about Juma, so I I went to the MSA MSA room, and I wanted to ask about about Juma. Yeah. And uh, again, there was another few sisters there, and they told me you know they would be announcing really quick. And then the MSA had a meeting uh, the following week, and um, you know uh, brother Bara, Bara Abu Hamid. Yeah, Bara. Yeah, shout out to Bara. Oh, free Palestine. <laughs> You know, yeah, mashallah, I mean, mashallah, he's been doing bro. a lot of work yeah. for the Free Palestine yeah, and mashallah, everything. Mashallah, I mean, mashallah. he was a huge inspiration during my time at MSA. He was the president when I got mm. there. Um, and I guess the, the sister I had talked to about Juma and the MSA, yeah. she told him about me. Yeah. And then um, at the MSA meeting, he approached me and he, you know, we talked for a bit. And then he wanted me to become president yeah. to take over for him. To be honest, I was a little reluctant at first because mm. I never did anything like that right yeah. I, I mean Islam is something I really always loved mm. but it was not anything I really did outside of my house yeah. outside of home yeah exactly like you know when you're in high school you know it's a bit harder again in Anton Brassa yes there were a lot of Muslims and all you know like I always hear stories about Centennial having their own you know prayer room and all right, that right. we never had we anything, never had that at nothing even right. uh, again like you know praying wasn't even a thing it wasn't even right. there's, exactly. there weren't uh, Muslim you know groups or anything you know mm -hmm. our classrooms you know you know, they had like uh, activity rooms and all that right. we never had our own stuff right exactly. I'd always heard about I heard stories about Centennial I was always jealous like, oh, right what the and hell, you know? honestly, I never really had any Muslim friends in high school, so it was always tough to, you know, be Muslim. I guess outside of the house. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, Antoine Passau, it's a it's a different vibe. Yeah. So when it got to Champlain, um, I really wanted to be part of that, and I guess Bara saw that yeah. and uh, he asked me to take over for him, and um, which I did. Yeah. And how old are you about? Uh, let's see. That's when I started uh, college, 2015. Yeah. So I was 17. 17? 17, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> your, your second semester, right? My you first started. semester, actually. Oh, wow. So Bara was the president for the year before. Yeah. And the way things worked at, at Champlain back oh, yeah, then. Yeah, so he was at the, as, a, as a president as a when you were... Okay, right, yeah, exactly. Okay. So the, ways it, uh, the way it worked at Champlain was that uh, the president would always be a first-year student. Yeah. And the, whoever was a president the year before, now a second-year student, they would kind of help them through the first year. Right? Damn, so that's how I worked at Champlain when I got there. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I Bara helped me a lot. Yeah. And he was... When you talk about influences, he was a really big influence. Uh, sure. And the different brothers at, at uh, the MSA uh, Champlain, yeah. mashallah, they were awesome. Like, I could tell you different stories yeah. about... You know the community feeling mm -hmm. and the different um i guess activities i would say yeah. that we came up with to kind of help our dean so honestly the leadership wasn't something i i, I wanted yeah. it's something that just happened really. yeah and i was ha happy to oblige at the time mm -hmm. and i learned a lot like alhamdulillah it was it was a lot of work, but it was it was a really good experience for me personally, and I learned a lot from it, and I grew a lot from that. Yeah. Do you think that having a good you know, surrounding, like you said, you know, influences and all that, does that really uh, help in Dean even dunya, right? So again, uh, I always I always uh, looked up to my cousins as well, like mashallah, like uh, they started the halakha, you know, years ago, Omar Hussein. And later on, his brothers, you know, I don't know if you knew Ismail and Abudi Hussein, maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm no? not really. When I was a young kid, like, everyone everyone was about, like, maybe 20, 21, and I was in maybe 12, 13. Uh, they were kind of finishing college, or, and then I was uh, 
getting into high school kind of yeah. right and then um older i got those guys faded away obviously you got lives you got you, know, right, you have exactly. families and all that right and the halakha died uh died right so i was like you know uh when i got into dean uh like about like 2018 19 i was like there's no halakha there's no nothing so yeah. uh, again i was trying to learn as well so I, there's just nothing to For sure there's no one to help me right so i was like why not help myself and others at the same time so I got Noman on, I got, you know, Khudr was on too. It was pretty crazy. But do you think, like, again, uh, your surrounding actually, does it actually help you? A hundred percent. And, I mean, I'll start off with the halakha that yeah. uh, you guys have been doing. Mashallah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and, so like, you get a, a good amount of brothers. And, yeah. like, the impact you guys have, have made, it's, it's awesome, mashallah. Yeah. And, I mean, a hundred percent, your surrounding has such a big influence on you. And it's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu right? Where uh, he said, Sallallahu um, that you take on the deen of your, of your friend, right? Mm. So it's really important as a practicing Muslim that, you know, you have friends who are also practicing. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not all of your friends have to be that way, but yeah. like you said, a, a halakha surrounding, something like that where... At least you could be around those people. Yeah, exactly. It makes a huge difference. Exactly. It's like, you know, uh, imagine you're a group of friends. You're the only Muslim there. I'm pretty sure it's much harder to get up and go pray than... For sure. 100%. If you're all Muslims, you, it's all the the no obligation is, you know, to oh, pray, yeah. right? And one of them for sure is going to be like, yo, bro, let's go pray. And then mm-hmm. you can't be like, ah, oh, you know, because again, the others going to be like, yo, get up, get up, yeah. get up. You got to go pray, right? Again, when you're alone with, you know, other other non-Muslims I'm not putting them down obviously you know they're good people too but it's a bit harder to you know practice your for sure I mean it's them. it's a different environment completely. yeah exactly and like you said if you're with Muslim brothers and it always just takes one person if yeah. one person says hey guys let's go pray everybody is gonna go pray yeah it's, it's, it's it, beautiful to watch too sometimes it is. right no, it so, really is. and Jamaat also some people don't know like how, how much how much reward you get just mm-hmm. praying in in a Jamaat, in Jamaat right yeah. so it's just it's just amazing and um, another question uh, so when you were growing up, again, uh, we all look, our first, you know, teacher, you know, obviously it's our father. Yeah. Right. So what, so now you're getting older. So what, uh, what do you appreciate about him now? Oh, what, But you never did before. Um, even in high school and college. <laughs> and now, now, you know, yeah, you're like, how old are you now? I'm 23 now. 23. Yeah. So now, so all that, you know, what, what, what do you appreciate about him? Too much to, to say really, yeah. to be honest, like, mashallah. But... I think the one big thing that I appreciate more than anything else, especially when it comes to the dean, yeah. was how he didn't let off. Like, he was... I'll, I'll use the word forceful, but I don't really like the yeah. word. I, I don't have a really... I don't have a better word to use. Or right maybe now. he can... Not forceful, maybe he was reminding you. Sure, kinda. sure. Yeah. Where he always pushed. Yeah. He always pushed me and my siblings to... Always put Islam first, yeah, and yeah. it started off with learning the Quran. Hmm. For us, the Nuran, the Nurani Qaeda, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And the way he used to do it was, we were young children, and he used to sit us down all yeah. at this after dinner. Yeah. And he taught us, you yeah. know, himself. And it's where our base for the Quran comes from, and it's where our love from the Quran comes yeah, from. Actually. And I mean, not just my father, but also my my mother, where she used to teach us the du'as and and uh, the surahs and everything. Yeah. And I think that's really the the big thing. It's the fact that he always, always pushed for Islam to be first. Mm. Even still, every day, yeah. my dad tells me he asks all of uh, all all of us, me and my siblings, at the dinner table, "Did you read uh, Surah Yasin?" Yeah. You know, every morning it's such a huge blessing, yeah, right? Exactly. And he asks he, to this day, he still asks us this: "Did you read Surah Yasin? Did you 
you know, did you pray? Did you read your salah? And I think it's it really is that. Yeah. It's the fact that he he always wanted Islam to be first in our lives, and alhamdulillah, I feel like it is. Yeah. And when I think about it, about what he did with me and my siblings, and try to think about the future and about you know, inshallah, having my own family. Inshallah. And I, I, I only hope I can do half as good of yeah, a job exactly. as he did. It's just crazy, like, uh, how our parents, uh, or even our dad or mom, they have so much stress, like, in dunya, mm-hmm. but also they, they have enough, you know, power to tell us, you know, about deen as well, right? Right. Because right. uh, uh, the older you get and you're realizing, like, how did they have time to at least, you know, talk to us yeah. about this while they have so many other problems, rent, that, this, oh, businesses, sure. right? Sure. And again, like you said, you know, uh, uh, my dad too same thing he was uh, not, again not forced but he was mostly pushing me too again yeah. I don't want to use the worst force as well because mashallah I grew up in a family that are you know are into deen and like you know our teachers and all mm-hmm. that but again um, uh, my dad never kind of at a certain age when I got into like you know uh, right before college he never forced me but he would just remind me he's like you by the way uh, you know uh, Maghrib, <laughs> it's Maghrib time, it's Maghrib you know. Time, yeah. uh, I'm playing PS4, and he's yeah. like, "Hey, uh, it's Isha," you know. Right. Uh, again, he never said. He always told me, "I'll go pray." That's right, it. Exactly. Puts that doubt in my mind, you know. That yeah. okay, he reminds me, like he's like, you know, on your phone now, and mashallah, everybody has devices. You have, you know, the fajr and all. I didn't even have that app, so I had like, you know, dad influencing me as well, like slowly, and then, you know, mashallah, you know, Allah has blessed me with you know amazing parents and again oh, amazing yeah. uh, uh, surrounding. So yeah. that oh. kind of push me get into the to the religion and again like like you said um it's uh with the quran and all that and then older i got i kind of i can't i can't even say thanks to him sometimes because it's just i have this relationship <laughs> with him because like it, if you say thanks it's like I, I think one day i told him you know you know dad you know i got emotional with him he just looked at me he's like Okay, that that it was my job. It's like right. try try to. Get, he gave me another speech on the speech. I'm like, bro, like, I'm appreci- <laughs> I appreciating your bro. You, you know, I completely. Yeah, but uh, no, mashallah. Again, uh, fathers who again you can father. For me, it was my auntie as well. I, um, you know, shout out to her. Like you know, uh, again, some people you know teach for free, and her thing was uh, even Hani Funko. I don't mm-hmm. know if you. Uh, I, well, I I was I never learned from him, but yeah, I, I I've always yeah. heard Hani Funko always had a him. thing. Um, uh, he used to come every Saturday morning and he would sit down he would you know we would goof around a bit yeah. and then he would be a bit serious and then he'll tell us look guys I'm here for one reason I'm I'm selfish I'm a selfish man you know what I'm saying <laughs> and I'm only selfish for one thing <laughs> with Allah 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 with Allah right so he's like I'm here on a Saturday morning I could have been home eating eating whatever chilling and all that but I'm here so I can get my sadaqah jariya I'm mm-hmm. gonna get if I die and you guys go on and tell a little bit about me about uh, like what I said to you guys I'm getting that reward mm-hmm. so I do whatever you guys wanna do whoever is listening listen to me and if not I'm cool with it right so I always when I when I I always think about that and in my head I'm like if I can if I can do a bit and somebody looks at me and tells me okay and tells himself like look he's doing it I can go pray as well like for me like um you know, mashallah Khudr, I'm pretty sure you know Khudr. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, he had, uh, uh, about in 2019, he had like a 30-day Maghrib challenge, no, Fajr challenge, mm-hmm. right? And uh, every morning, I would be awake pretty late, right? So I would see him go to Fajr, and I never used to pray. So I'm like, at least he's going to Fajr, let me pray Fajr at home, 
right? Because he's doing it day one, day two, day three, day four. I'm like, okay, this guy's consistent, three, five, six, seven. When he hit day 18, 19, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me do Maghrib challenge because mm-hmm. a bit fudges a bit early for me. Maghrib is perfect, you know, I'm done with school. Baby and all steps, that. yeah. So I did a Maghrib, 30 day Maghrib challenge. So, and then in psychology, I think they say that to make it a habit, yeah, you got to do something for 30 I, days. Something, yeah, exactly. Again, like Ramadan is 30 days and all that, right? So it's kind of. Again, uh, science and Islam is just another topic. It's perfect. It's exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. Uh, he gave us a book, mashallah. I don't know if... Uh, no, uh, my friend was there. Uh, Yasser was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave us a book in, in Halakha, one of the first times after the pandemic. He gave us a book in that book. It was a pretty old book, a 1980 book. Okay. And in that book, uh, they show all the scientific proofs. Of Islam. Of yeah. Islam. I think I've seen that book, yeah. Yeah. And then they show how like everything is made in pairs and all yes. that. If there's a mountain like this, it goes, it, you know, it's deep in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just crazy. And then there's another uh, there's another one. I, I don't think it's authentic hadith. It's like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, every time there's water out, you know, you leave water out like a, at, at night, sometimes mm-hmm. there's a bug or something, right? And he used to, you can, you have two choices. You can throw it out, or the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to so take the bug and put it deep, like, uh, in the bottom of the of the glass, bring it back out, throw the bug out, and drink the water. Mm-hmm. And nobody understood why he did it. Scientists uh, like for a while never understood. And Khudr gave this halakha. It was I was like amazed. And Khudr said in 1990 or in 2000, uh, they found out that uh, like a bug has like a, like I'm uh, sorry a fly, so it has two wings, right? Right. So one wing is the poison, and the other wing is the antidote. Okay. So so the poison's already there. He's on top, and he found he found the antidote. You just put the bug. In the bottom of the glass, right, and the other wing is is in there too. It's so it, it it's, the water's not poison anymore. Okay, so you can drink it. Right, right. And nobody understood that for like that's in six hundred and you know, uh, twenty in the six hundred. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, and then the scientists were like, "What the hell?" You know, it's crazy, right? So again, that he gave us that book, and then. Yeah, again, like you said, influence, you know, Bara for you. Yeah. For me, it was Khadr. Like, that 30-day challenge kind of pushed me to do my own Maghrib 30-day challenge. And I was recording. And mashallah, I was going alone first, first five days. I got, I had people joining me. And again, Sadaqah Jariya. For me, like, if I, my ultimate goal is to, like, if I get to get one guy in the mosque, just because of this podcast or even the uh, Halakha, I'm good. I'm it, good with that. Right? Yeah, 100%. So, again, mashallah, like, Shout out to you too, you know, because my dad, my dad oh, always, you know, he's, you know, our parents are, they always compare us to the yeah, other kids, exactly, right? Yeah. You know, what about this kid, that kid? And, mm-hmm. and, um, and mashallah again, uh, with you, you know, with your younger brother too, I'm pretty sure like, uh, you, you have that relationship with him too. Is it, I'm pretty sure it's a bit easier, right? With, uh, with the siblings of, to of pray course, and all that. Yeah. Right? And I mean, I mean, with a sibling, it's, they, they always follow you, right? Mm-hmm. They always do what you do. So that's also something yeah. coming back to our fathers. Yeah. It's something I'm I'm pretty sure it's the same thing with you and your mm-hmm. sisters, mm-hmm. where they implement like they put that in your head mm-hmm. that you have younger siblings, you're the eldest, you have a responsibility towards them, right? Yeah. So whatever you do, they'll try to emulate, and I think mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Yeah. And you try to do good, and they'll do good. Really. Yeah. Mashallah. 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 And it's uh, what's your what's your ultimate goal? Like uh, after you know, like oh. in Dean, like some people have you know, uh, uh, sorry, your goals now. Like some people have, you know, goals in Dean and all. Like right now, I'm trying to really get into Jews Amma and really mm-hmm. memorize it. Yeah. Pretty like perfectly now because with the Tajweed and all that. Mm-hmm. So right now, what are you what are you getting into right now? I think um, I'll go along the same lines of you, where it's yeah. a lot of it's, it's it's centered around the Quran. Yeah. One of my favorite things it's um, the Ramadan series. 
Yeah. You just went through Ramadan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, um, stuff like uh, Dr. Yasser Qadi's uh, yeah. series or yeah, exactly. uh, Dr. Umar Suleiman's uh, yeah. series about, about meeting the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yes, exactly. I was going to talk about that. Oh right. my goodness. You like, know? that was just an absolutely <laughs> was, amazing yeah. series, mashallah. Right? If you guys haven't gotten the chance to listen to it, it's about, you know, it's it's how you imagine, like, uh, he puts you, like, in a trance, it's, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. like living with the Prophet. Uh, like, the Jummah right? and all that, yeah. how how it is on a, on a Friday uh, morning, going to work, but then you're closing up shop, mm-hmm. and then uh, you, you're getting excited, a lot of murmurs around the city. Exactly, cause, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the Prophet Sallallahu is going to give a, a khutbah, a khutbah yeah. and then you're chilling there you're waiting for him to come and he comes on the member and I'm like oh my god like I'm sitting it's, there and really imagine you know, like, exactly like, honestly he does such a, like mashallah he's such an amazing speaker yeah. he makes you feel like you're actually there yeah. and um, just coming back to your question Dr. Yasser Qadi's series yep. uh, this uh, past Ramadan was about the different parables mm-hmm. in the Quran and Kind of inspired by that, I wanted to go deeper into the translation of the Quran yep. and the meaning. So really for right now, it's really just getting in deep with the Quran mm. and just uh, going in deep with the translation and learning about it from what, you know, with the hadith yep. and just trying to improve my understanding on my love yeah, of the sure. Quran for at sure. the moment. And a lot of people don't know that. Uh, again, reading books, I know it's a bit hard for people now with work and all mm. that. Uh, ebooks, it's pretty good. You, uh, you guys can use yeah, ebooks as well. Best. And podcasts, like like we like you know, mashallah, we do. I hope you guys listen to this. But like again, um, I when I got into Dean, I really listened to Dr. Yasser Khadi. His, I feel like every time I clicked on a, like a random thing, it, it was part of like what I'm struggling with right now. Like even if, some, I don't know if you came to Juma once and then. You're struggling with something in the in the week, and then Imam is talking about it's that. Talking about that, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It was like it was like that. Every mm-hmm. time I clicked on another playlist or another po- uh, podcast, it was just like what I'm struggling with right now. Mm-hmm. So that's how like I, I feel like like listening listening to these speakers. It's really like it helps you kind of because it gives you like a like again they're doctors, right? <laughs> they're, they came. They're out, yeah, scholars. They're yeah, scholars as well, right? So. The way I like to see it is, Iman is yeah. it's like a battery. Yeah. Right. It, you need to recharge mm-hmm. and ramadan it's it's a really good example of that where everybody has this time to recharge and mm-hmm. everybody's dedicated to it yeah. and then once we get out of ramadan it becomes difficult yeah and like you said the series are a really good starting point yeah, yeah, but once sure. you start to get into the books and you start yeah. going in in deep yeah like there's there's nothing better yeah, I was uh, reading up uh, on the seerah of the Prophet mm-hmm. It was a book. It's like not the whole seerah, but it is the whole seerah. But it's more like you know, it's a it's a, uh, well, it's a uh, smaller version right, like, yeah. uh, of it. And again, it's five hundred pages. Like imagine, like it was this small, but it's again five hundred pages. Is like imagine, like I've seen like books and volumes and volumes. And right. I was reading that, and then they start off. At first, I thought it's just gonna be a story, you know, once upon a time, and mm-hmm. and they put you in a context. Again, these books are amazing, written by you know doctors and people who are like with higher education, of right? Course. And I'm I'm reading this, and then they start off, you know, they explain uh, the the lineage and yeah, the lin- no, so they explain the lineage of the of the Arabs first, right? Exactly, right? Yeah. and they tell us this is what's happening now, the political views of what's happening, the environment of Makkah in, at the time. Right. Yeah. Even before that, then they show like how it went down and up yes. and down and up, and how the Quraysh came, and then talk about his uh, uncles and grandfathers mm-hmm. and all that. And then after, I think it was like page two hundred. That's when they started to talk about the Prophet right. like right. his his uh, upbringing and all that. Right. So again, these books are they, they again when you when you read these books, you can 
you, if you're if you're a speaker, if you give halakas, you can give out like ten halakas in the first twenty pages of that book. Right. <laughs> Again, it's it's just crazy. And uh, I was I don't know if you watched uh, Noman Ali Khan's uh, Ramadan series last year on uh, Prophet Yusuf. Um, I haven't watched his yeah. series, but I've I've yeah. watched different series. Yeah, about uh, he Yusuf spoke Lisa. about uh, again when you listen when you hear Prophet Yusuf's story, you always hear the same thing, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, down the well and his right. brothers and right. all that. But when when he spoke, he's uh, when you listen to these speakers, you know, talk about the stories and all, you really you really see like what again your mom tells you a story. Again, she's not going to go in details. So she right. knows the story, or or someone else is going to tell you a story on the halaga. But these speakers, when you listen to them, they tell you what's happening why it's happening and all and then in the in the in the yusuf series uh he spoke about how uh you know how i grew up uh, like yo yusuf uh, my name is yusuf by the way of course, yeah. uh, and uh, they say they say that uh uh yusuf means uh, beautiful beautiful right. is that right because it was the attribute of the prophet mm -hmm. sort of, uh, of, 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 yusuf, of, of yusuf right and um when no man can spoke and he's like it doesn't in the brown culture they use is beautiful it's not beautiful Right, uh, Yusuf means uh, um, sorrow. It means uh, uh, difficulty. Mm -hmm. It's har it's hard hardship. Hardship. Right, because his life was like uh, ups uh, and down. Like again, the, right. And it's another really thing, difficult. when I listened to that, and then he went from Yusuf Yusuf's hardship, then he bounced it randomly to the Prophet hardship. For sure. And he yeah. said that. Um, the Prophet had so much sorrow. Like every time, you know, his his uh, daughter passed away when he was at mm -hmm. war. His so uncle, sad. his his sons, mm -hmm. right? But this man always had a big smile on his face. Right. And again, I was going through a lot the two Ramadans ago, and I always showed. I have a bad habit to show my emotions on my face. Mm -hmm. My mom was like, you know, even though you're sad and all, you keep a smile. You know, people are happy and all that. And Allah will give you more deeds because people when they see you happy, they're happy inside, it's, it's right? A right, exactly. smile, right? right? And then. And then I heard that I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like mm -hmm. he always had a smile on his face, no matter what happened around him, the death and the difficulties. Again, he wasn't a wealthy man either, right? Right. So for him, it was hard to eat and drink and all that. So I look back at it, I'm like, we can. The best role models are the prophets. Of course, yeah, prophets. It's of course, just, uh, of course. No doubt about that. Mashallah. Like. And I'm glad you brought it up because my absolute favorite thing to learn about our deen is really that it's. Yeah. The life of the Prophet so yeah, about so. his hardships, yeah. his ups, his and downs, honestly, yeah. it's just mind blowing, really. Yeah, and uh, and also the, the Khalifas. Khalifas yes, is just another. Of course, uh, of course. It's, it's, you see how all four Khalif, uh, all four Khalifas have like their different way of uh, making Islam better mm -hmm. after the Prophet so right, passed away, right? Abu Bakr was more soft spoken, and him, his job I think was the hardest because he had to really. Uh, you know, all these fake prophets came up. Oh, I'm a prophet. Yes. I'm a prophet. He had to say, guys, listen, this is. He had to keep is, yeah. the ummah on, yeah, on the deen. On the deen. Right. Umar, Umar, I, I love his character. You know, like <laughs> he is a more hard headed and he's a. Again, uh, when he became a leader, you see, like, this, the. Like, I read his book too, uh, just the first volume. And in the first volume, they say that how he went from an aggressive, you know, always getting. One of mad. the worst enemies of the Yeah. Islam. No, no, even when he was a Muslim, he was aggressive, okay, right? Because right, yeah. when the uh, Prophet Sallallahu died, he was outside and he was like, no matter whoever says that he's dead, I'm going to, you know, I'm chop his kill tongue or kill right. him, whatever. And the Abu Bakr came to him and said, relax, bro, relax, you know? Yeah, he always had Abu Bakr with him, right? Of course, yeah. And when Abu Bakr passed away, and um, Adil, he, no. and um, when he passed away, uh, people obviously saw Omar as a, as a leader, but uh, people were scared. They're like, oh, look, uh, uh, he's a bit more aggressive he's, and all. Right. But you see in the book that they talk about how he 
switch that aggressiveness to like you know he was a bit more lenient he was more soft spoken because he knew as a leader you know uh, people expect you know and that's what I that's what I always look like I always look at that and I'm like oh I can do the same thing right, right? so uh, when we first started this podcast I always told uh, the guys we're working we're all working here I told them like after this day the first day we record and it's on YouTube uh after that you know people look up to you and mm-hmm. like in the f- first podcast we spoke about um uh your your name and your last name right right so if you're at a position of power no matter what you do your name is yusuf hussein or harris shaheed or whatever like you know people know you're muslim by your name right right no matter what your actions are and they're like oh if they look up to you they're like okay this guy continued his dean and he's still at this position you know i can do it right mm-hmm. people younger than you look up to you right right and then if you if you were to like just drop your dean and continuing and you you know mashallah you you get into your your work you're good at what you do but again your dean is off people again look up to that like okay you know what let me let me let me stay off the dean a bit and more concentrate myself more in the studies mm-hmm. right and again um with that story of the leader uh you see again uh, i always always look i always told my dad i always want to do something like this that my goal is to leave a legacy that people remember me remember me as like the guy like you know who tried who tried again right that's that's I a really always tell my dad and yeah. my dad's like always like um with the, even the halakas at first it wasn't working out mm-hmm. it's not working out at all like we were like two guys three guys then four guys then one week 15 because we brought food <laughs> and, uh, and there's then, no better way to yeah, attack muslims and then two day, and the next week is two and then i tried and tried my dad's like you know what you know uh, it's, it's cool don't worry about it mm-hmm. you know i kept pushing i kept pushing and then mashallah now uh i got so many uh, we were so many guys yeah, to, like mashallah. you know with the, with the halakha if i'm not there one week it's not it's not on one guy depending on one guy right so everybody's there to help out mashallah and now i think last yesterday was uh, yesterday was friday i think we're like 25 26 guys 28, 28 guys, mashallah, yeah, mashallah. 28 guys, right? So yeah, mashallah, uh, that's that's my ultimate goal. I mean, that's um, I think well, I mean, everything you've said has really matched what I, I've always thought. Because your whole point of leaving a legacy is something I I I struggled with when I started getting into the dean. Mm. I always thought like, you know, I just want to practice my dean. Yeah. Uh, you pray, you read your Quran, you give your zakat you fast and you know that's that's it yeah but as you start learning as you start reading like you mentioned the prophet and the khalifas and you start to realize that you know as a muslim we have a bigger responsibility and especially when you come into these leadership roles so for me it would be um at the msa for you with the halaqa and everything you've done here at the mashad mashallah i feel you have a responsibility to be more than just that right mm. and looking at the khalifas i think it's they're the absolute best role models because sometimes when people think of the prophet system they think he's this amazing prophet of allah and i can never be like him yeah we can't <laughs> but the the khalifa the the sahaba Allah ta'ala anhum, uh. they were humans just like yeah. us but they were just on a whole nother level and yeah. those are people that we can look to and we can learn from and we can inspire to be like them. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to go about our lives, even in leadership roles. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you know, you look at, like you said, you've been reading about uh, Abu Bakr and mm. Omar. You look at their lives, but their leadership styles, and it's something you learn from and mm. you adapt um, from, you know, from reading about them. 
Yeah, exactly. And also, I was uh, also reading upon uh, uh, Yasser Hadi once said that everybody has their own role, mm-hmm. right? Um, like when people went to war, there was uh, Khalid bin Walid had his role. Like he was a warrior. He was uh, he was the guy, you know, who would uh, take armies. I think he was a right. strong guy, right? And then uh, I forgot the poet's name. He was he was the guy who wrote down the Quran okay. for the Prophet right. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? right? right. And he was a soft-spoken dude. He was more soft, and he didn't go to, to the battle. He didn't go to battles, yes. Yeah, at all, right? And some people think that, you know, oh, I, I can only get into religion if I get to lead, this, that. You can contribute your way. You can you can, you can can be the guy, you know, helping out in the background and all that. If you want to be the leader, fine, you can be the leader. But if you if you don't have that aspect, it's fine. Allah has blessed us with each and every one of us, like, with, um, with our own, you know, talents. Exactly. Right? Talents are different right. roles. So, again, uh, again, you guys don't know that the, the Prophet didn't know how to read or write. So his mm-hmm. job wasn't to, like, write the Quran or, or even read out the Quran. Or again, they were memorizing the Quran like that, like, straight out of the mouth of the Prophet It was just crazy and then some people you know again uh, they i look always look at uh, guys who like read the quran in the in ramadan mm-hmm. and they're like oh i finish it three four times five times right right, right. i'm like mashallah to that right but uh, my capabilities i i it's, can't right. like for me like reading them like sometimes i get i get to read like 50 pages i'm like oh i have a headache <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's really tough sometimes but like some guys just love reading right they just read they read read whatever right so some some again memorization as well some guys their brains are just uh, yeah, some mashallah, mashallah, like crazy yeah. again if you struggle with memorization it's fine it's completely normal don't put yourself down and again just push through a lot just make dua to be honest, right and thing. always baby steps you don't have to start off with yeah. surah baqarah you know you start yeah. off with the 30th juz yeah go back it's surah nas you know? exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know you do one ayah a day or yeah. one ayah a week one yeah. ayah a month even if yeah. that's all you can do yeah exactly it's all it takes the, yeah. the whole point is baby steps baby steps and just putting the effort and you yeah. know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that anybody who crawls to me i will run to him yeah so that's the whole point, man. You it's, uh, it's put in the effort. Yeah, that's it's all that beautiful. Like how, how, how sometimes I hear like stories of how merciful he is, how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, how merciful he is, how how lenient he is too. Like sometimes uh, I heard um, when uh, when you make a mistake, when you make uh, when you have a sin, and then Allah tells the angel who, who's writing down your sins, he's like, wait. He waits yeah. six hours, right? Yeah. About so in those six hours, you have time to repent. You have mm-hmm. time to legit tell yourself like, oh. I made a mistake, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go and you ask for for repentance, and then he tells the angel, you know, take it out, right? Like, don't don't worry about it. But you know, after six hours, you don't get the you don't get the time, or you don't get the realization that you made a mistake. You later do, or later you ask for forgiveness. He takes it off completely, mm-hmm. still, right? So that's how, like, again, you know, some people. I always sometimes I cry when I when I'm praying to Hajjud and I tell him like. Oh, I've been slacking. You know, I talked to him as a best friend. Like mm-hmm. the, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, I always talked to him. I always, uh, I always read about the Ibrahim Ali yeah, Salam, yeah. and how he was his best friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why can't I have that relationship <laughs> with him? Right. So I sit down, and at first, it was a bit harder with my duas because I thought that in your dua you only speak Arabic. Right and uh, you know like you give your Arabic uh, uh, Arabic yeah. memorized duas exactly. and everything right but and you don't really understand them sometimes mm-hmm. right it's like sometimes some people don't know what they're saying in Fatiha or Khalas and right. Nas right. And then I later realized that, you know, you're allowed to talk in English with him, bro. Like, he understands all languages. Exactly. Bro. I mean, it's a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, when I started, you know, uh, making dua in my own language, uh, English or French or whatever, um, 
I really had this deep connection with mm-hmm. him. Every time I had a bad day, I'm like, oh, Allah, what's happening? You know, like, I don't know what's happening. You know, help me out. And the next day I wake up, I'm like bright, like noor, you know, mashallah. And my auntie's like, oh, you made dua last night. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, I always tell, every time I tell guys, I'm like, look, if it's hard for you to pray, it's fine. Try to pray tahajjud because I know you're up by mm-hmm. three. You know you're, 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 you're up by after 1 a.m. for sure. One, yeah, once 18, one, six, I forgot the, the time the qiyam starts. And then um, I always tell them, you know, make dua when it's tahajjud time. Or even pray those two rakats only. They start making dua. Allah, help me out. Allah, do this. Allah, do that. And trust me, like, it's a, in psychology, they say that, I study psychology, by the way. Like, it was, like, brief, like, by, like, two semesters. <laughs> and they always say, like, at night, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I know it's weird to hear, but in psychology, they say, like, it's a bit spiritual type. Mm-hmm. And that's why you go on, you know, suffer on dates at night. <laughs> and you go on, you know, you get to connect with people, <laughs> like, closer to people at night, mm-hmm. right? At night, you have the deepest talks. At night, you have, you, you get to know the person right, at night, right. right? And then, same thing with Allah. So if you do it at night, you get this deep connection with Him. Like, if you just, I just feel like I'm zoned out. Everything is like, you know, like, it's like, I don't know how to say it. You know, it's like Matrix. Right? No, I mean, I, I <laughs> it's mean, just Matrix. Bro. I understand what you mean. And that's a really inter- inter- uh, interesting point. I never heard about that, like yeah. the, the night thing. And yeah. I think, I'll send it to you. South Islam, by the way. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. I'll, yeah. I'll take a look at it. Yeah. And like you mentioned at the beginning about how perfectly science and Islam fits. Yeah. Again, that's another point. Yeah. Um, having tahajjud at night, right? Yeah. Tahajjud um, is like the best thing. Like, uh, again, Ramadan, is, it's more easier to pray tahajjud. Right. right. But I try my best to wake up like 15 minutes before Fajr because mm-hmm. the last third of the night is the, 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 the lowest night, that Allah comes, right, right uh, uh, in, this, uh, in the heavens. And when I heard that, I'm like, yo, that's it. Like, I'm, that's what I'm going to try to do. You know, so I keep it like a habit sometimes, you know, like once a week. Tahajjud, again, it's a bit harder to wake up in the morning for right. sure before, uh, like for Fajr. And already Fajr is like a biggest task like to wake up. Right, it is. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I, I put it, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hit snooze. Snooze. <laughs> yeah. And then my phone is ringing and all. Mashallah, my mom, mom's awake at that Mashallah, time. Yeah. She's like, oh, get up. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Are you waking the whole house up? Because my room, sometimes you hear it uh, all over the house. Okay. So it's good too. I'm waking up my sisters. <laughs> but like still, like, uh, shout out. Shout out to like... Uh, to the guys who, who who wake up for Fajr who come to the mosque. I used to come a lot to, yeah. for the Fajr, Fajr time. And again, the pandemic kind of slowed it down. And and, and now I, I always try to wake up before Fajr time. But then in Khama starts and they got the numbers done mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, mashallah, like, um, that's our goal again, to to for consistently sure. pray, you know, mm-hmm. Fajr. That's my, that's my number one goal right now. I mean, like, <laughs> Even going beyond that, sometimes it could be a struggle to just pray. Yeah. Even just pray Maghrib or Asr or, you know, you get caught up in something and you think about it, but you're like, okay, I'll just finish yeah. this one thing and then I'll go pray. Yeah. But then you're just sitting there and you get caught up in other yeah. things. And I think really just ha- one of the goals is always to have that dedication that once it's time to pray, you get up and you go pray. Yeah. Like you just leave everything, yeah, exactly. right? exactly. I always tell people like, if you really want to, if you really want to put uh, like prayer as a priority, so when you're putting out your schedule of the day, right, start putting your prayers in first, mm-hmm. right, and then think about the second thing. About other right? things. So that when I started to do that, I'm, I put my prayers in first in my schedule. That's really like my all my. I always think about prayer. I'm like yeah. I look at the time. I'm, I know automatically it's like almost. It's f- a time for prayer. It's yeah. time for prayer, right? That's a like, really good strategy. That, that's the best strategy to use. To be honest, it's pretty. Imam Fudu gave me that strategy. I'm like, okay. oh, no, yeah. no one can beat that, so right? So you know, it's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mashallah. So, good, alhamdulillah. And yeah. I mean, 
I mean, everybody has has their own own techniques, own ways, right, to do it. And if scheduling works for you, that's great. Um, I think that there's a lot of really great apps now. Yeah. There's apps that they send you a reminder and then they ask you to really click on it and then it puts a tick and if you yeah. open open exactly. the it app, gives you right? like uh, badges right yeah exactly yeah, badges. Yeah, badges I use that. Yeah. yeah i can't remember what it's called but yeah i think it's adhan just adhan i think <laughs> it's Maybe. called it's the blue <laughs> remember, it's yeah. the blue one right i think so yeah, yeah. mashallah mm-hmm. so yeah um jazakallah khair haris i really appreciate the time yeah, that no you've given problem, us man. and inshallah you know um we have you back on the yeah, podcast of course anytime and uh one more thing announcement is that we're going to have uh, weekly reminders given by uh, Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Fudel. And also, inshallah, we'll get uh, Khudr on it too. Uh, and yeah, so it'll be weekly. We'll, ch- we'll set up the date. We'll try to give, you know, inter- you know, we'll hype it up a bit. But uh, yeah, we'll let you guys know, inshallah. And again, Jazakallah Khair Harris, really no, appreciate it. Honestly, when you called me and you asked me to be on the podcast, like yeah. I was, it was, it was, it was a really proud moment for me. Yeah. Um, I really, really appreciate for yeah. uh, you having me on. And yeah. it's, I, I hope it's been beneficial for people. Yeah, inshallah, inshallah. Jazakallah again. And we'll see you next time on Umma Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Asalaamu alaikum, guys. Asalaamu alaikum,